Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, this has been an awesome night already, and it is not over. Can we give it up for the worship team one time? They are. We love Celebration Worship. You guys are awesome. Um, Jacob, you can stay with me. Jacob Hudson, everybody, ladies. Um, <laughs> okay, so you guys can find your seats. Uh, we're gonna chat for a little bit. Uh, my name is Kelly, and um, I am co-pastor of Sub30 with uh, my friend Tyler, and he is actually on his honeymoon right now, so if you see Pastor Tyler next week, be sure to congratulate him. They uh, had a heck of a time getting married through Hurricane Matthew, but they did it, and so they are enjoying some time away, which is awesome. Um, So tonight, let's jump into it. I want to talk to you guys out of Acts 12. And actually, Pastor Keith preached on the first half of this message. Um, I guess it was three weeks ago or so. And I highly suggest you check that out on our podcast um, or on our website. You can watch it online. It was an awesome message about freedom and about breaking chains. And so I'm going to preach on the second part of that. Uh, And I have entitled the message, Open the Door. And so basically, uh, it's about opportunity. And um, I just really felt like God just put it on my heart to talk about opportunity a while ago, like months ago. And I just was waiting for the right moment to talk about it. And I thought it was for this group of people or that group of people. But I really felt like um, it was for you guys tonight. And so I'm really excited to share this because this word has truly impacted my life uh, greatly. And so I pray that it will impact you. And um, We're just going to go ahead and start reading Acts 12. And so I'm going to briefly read this beginning part because we're really going to look at the second half of it, but you got to get context. You know what I'm saying? Uh, So about that time, King Herod cruelly attacked some who belonged to the church, and he killed James, John's brother, with the sword. When he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter, too, during the days of the unleavened bread. After the arrest, he put him in prison and assigned four squads of four soldiers, each to guard him. Basically, he's not getting out of there. Intending to bring him out to the people after Passover. So Peter was kept in prison. Okay, listen to this. But prayer was being made earnestly to God for him by the church. But prayer was being made earnestly to God for him by the church. And essentially what happens in the next few verses is an angel comes, uh, taps Peter on the side, and walks him out of prison. His chains fall off, the guards don't wake up, and he walks right out of prison. He walks right out of the city, he walks right out of the gates, totally fine. And he arrives at this woman Mary's house. And that's what we're going to pick up after this miracle has happened. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent an angel and rescued me from Herod's grasp and all that the Jewish people expected. When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many had assembled and were praying. They were praying for him. He knocked at the door in the gateway, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer. She recognized Peter's voice, but because of her joy, she did not open the gate and ran and announced that Peter was standing in the gateway. You're crazy, they told her, but she kept insisting that it was true. They said, it's his angel. Peter, however, I actually really love this part. Peter, however, kept on knocking, and when they opened the door, they saw him and were astounded. This poor man was just in prison and walked out and is left knocking at the door. Um... And so tonight, we're going to talk about four different ways that uh, you can open the door. And before we begin, I want to read this other verse to you because I read it and it is just so, so powerful. And so we can keep this in mind. Revelation 3.20 tells us, here I am. I stand at the door. This is Jesus talking. I stand at the door and knock. 
If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Uh, so I want to tell you guys a story about one time when somebody knocked on my family's door. Uh, my mom and dad are here. They know that I'm telling the story, so it's okay. <laughs> it can be a little bit embarrassing, as you'll hear. Uh, so before I got married, uh, I lived at home, and my brother was home from college. Uh, he goes to FSU. Any Knowles fans? Or are we all Gators in the house? Okay, it's okay. My dad's a Gator. My brother's a Knowles, so it's a whole thing. Um, but my brother was home from college, and so we were all in the house. And um, late, late at night, we hear the dog start, like, freaking out barking. And she only does it when somebody's at the door. And she's a yellow lab, like, yay high. So she's really not intimidating at all. But she starts freaking out at the door. It's, like, super late. And I wake up from it, but I'm not getting out of bed because... <laughs> No, thank you. It's too late. And so I'm waiting for somebody else in the house to go get out of bed. And eventually I hear my mom get out of bed. And uh, something didn't sound quite right, the way that she was talking. And then I hear my dad get out of bed. And I was like, like it just, their, their talking was very like quick and hurried. And they were like really rushed in their speech. And I was like, what is going on? And then before I could even think the next thought, my mom goes, Kelly, get down here. And I was like, what is happening? It's literally 2 a.m. And so as I like get up and I just go to the banister, I was on the second floor, I go to the banister. She goes, get your brother out of bed. And you know, like when your uh, family member tells you to do something and you're kind of like, okay, but why? Like, what's going on? And then they tell you to do something and you're like, I'm not even going to ask questions. I'm just going to do it. That's, that's kind of how she said it. She was like, get your brother out of bed. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I went and got my brother Billy out of bed. And we come downstairs. And the scene that we come down to is a flashlight coming through our window. We have uh, our front doors are glass, like beveled glass. You can't see out and you can't see in, but like light goes through. And so there's a flashlight coming through the window. Uh, my dad is in his boxers. My mom is in her slippers. It's like a whole scene. Uh, we're all just out of bed, our hair and everything. And there's a flashlight and our dog is just going crazy. And so we're all kind of standing there like, what is going on? So pause, go back a week. Uh, there have been break-ins in our neighborhood this whole past week. Uh, the week, like the few nights before this happened, one of our neighbors, like two houses down, had gotten broken into. They kicked in their back door. And so now we're going back to the moment where my whole family is standing in our like foyer and we're looking at a light being shown in our window and we're like, okay, what is happening? Are we about to be broken into? Like, what is going on? And then we start hearing, bam, 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 open up the door. And we're like, what is, what is happening? What is happening in our house? Oh my gosh. And so of course my brother is the one who has to go figure it out. They're like, Billy, go look, go look, who's there? And so my brother's like trying to see through the window and we're like, the dog is freaking out. It's just a whole chaotic thing. So I start turning on all the lights in the house and more, bam, 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 open up the door, open up the door. And so finally my dad puts pants on and he comes to the door and he opens the door and we're all kind of standing there like, who is it? Like, what's going on? And it's two policemen and we're like, what is happening? And so my dad goes out. We get the dog to calm down. Uh, we're all kind of sitting there like, hey, what is about to happen? And uh, what ended up happening is the policeman had come because our security system in our house had sent an alert that we were being broken into. However, our security system was not working. <laughs> our security system was not hooked up to our house. So essentially what had happened is the people who had lived there used that security system with their phone. We moved in, we never set it up, we never did anything to it. We don't even know the phone number that was connected to it. But for whatever reason, my mom had been praying. There'd been break-ins in our neighborhood and she was asking God for safety. And our security system tripped a wire and called the police that let them know that we were being broken into currently. Uh, sometimes God works in interesting ways. Would you agree? We would never expect safety to come in the uh, way of two police officers at our door banging uh, at 2 a.m. But we really believe that that was the providence of God protecting our home. Um, 
since then we have gotten the security system fixed, so we're good. <laughs> we're good now. We're ready to go. Um, but it's interesting because in this story, the same thing happens. These, it tells us the church was, playing, was praying earnestly for Peter's safety, for him to be released from prison. And yet Peter shows up at the door, and a woman named Rhoda gets up and answers the door and is like, uh, that's, I hear Peter's voice. That's Peter. It's Peter. And she runs back and they say, no, 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 you're crazy. That's not Peter. It's like, did they just forget that they had been praying for him to be released from prison? They'd been asking God, please release Peter. They've been praying for him. And now he's at the door and they're still saying, mm, that's not Peter. That's not Peter. It's interesting though, because we do that in our own lives. How many times have we been praying for something, asking God for financial freedom? We just didn't think it would come in the form of that second job. Come on, we're asking God for a spouse. God, please for me an amazing spouse. We just didn't think it'd be that person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I think it's so funny how sometimes we can be praying for something and then it comes and it knocks at our door and we're like, uh, wait a minute, I wasn't expecting it at this time or in this way. Um, no, I don't think this, this isn't God. And so what I want to talk to you guys about tonight is four ways to open the door. Four ways to open that door. Obviously the first way is prayer. <laughs> If you're not praying about it, then come on, how's it going to get done? You've got to be praying, fervently praying. Pray about anything. My husband and I just got a new dog. That has been one of my biggest prayer requests. My mom is laughing because she calls him Cujo. He is so naughty. But that's my prayer request right now is, God, please help my dog to be calm and kind. But on a serious note, on a more serious note, you can really pray about anything. Pray about your finances. If you're struggling at work, pray about work. If you're struggling working with your boss, pray about your boss. If you're struggling about working with that family member or having a relationship with that brother or sister, pray about it. Have you brought it to God? Um, I think something else really important to note about this story is that it tells us the church was praying. I don't know if you're in a group or you've ever thought about joining a group, but there is power in the prayer of more than one person. Your prayers are powerful, but when you join with somebody else and begin to pray about something, it is so powerful. Matthew 18 tells us this. I assure you, whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. Again, I assure you, if two of you on earth agree about any matter that you pray for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. If we take God's word as God's word, which it is, it is living and it is powerful, and it is what it says it is, then we can know that when we get into a group of people and we begin to pray with somebody, and we begin to pray for somebody, that God is in our midst and he is hearing our prayers and we have the authority to bind or to loose whatever is happening in that person's life. So our first step to opening the door is be praying. Be praying for that thing to come to your door. Be praying for it. The second thing is to get clarity. You know, this woman would have saved a lot of time and a lot of confusion if she had just opened that door. <laughs> she had just opened the gateway door and said, Peter, it really is you. Okay, come on in. Let's show everybody. But instead, she got so excited by her joy. And I think this happens all the time. And it makes me so sad because I think what happens is that God comes knocking at our door. And we stand there and we hear the first phrase of it. And then we're off and we're saying, this is what God's doing. This is what God's saying. But really, we didn't get to hear the whole of it. And so people are like, Ugh. What are you talking about? I don't understand. When really maybe they were somebody that was supposed to come alongside you and help you, but you haven't gotten the fullness of the vision that God had for you to share. So now nobody can understand and grasp it. Patience is a virtue. And sometimes it's patience that takes you to open the door and see, okay, this is Peter. Peter, how are you? It's good to see you. Why don't you come in? It takes a little bit longer than hearing his voice and running with it. 
But I'm telling you, if you can get clarity around what God is speaking to you, it's not only meant to bless you, but it's meant to bless those around you. And if you're praying with people about a certain thing, think of how much faith it can build in you and somebody else when that miracle happens. The faith that the church had after Peter was released out of prison was exponential because they had prayed for a miracle and they got the miracle. It's incredible what happens when prayers are answered. Um, the third way that you can open the door successfully is to know that you're not crazy. I love this one because sometimes you feel kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? When God promises you something and you're like, okay, God, that's pretty big. Uh, is that really going to happen? Because I feel crazy. Um, that's the first thing they tell her, Rhoda. When she runs back in the room, she says, Peter's at the door. The first thing they tell her, you're crazy. You are crazy. I know we've just been praying about this and we've just, I've been asking God for this, but you're crazy. That's not happening. Um, there's a story in the Bible about a man named Joseph and his uh, brothers. And he had a dream that God gave him about um, bales of hay, essentially. And in this dream, all of the bales of hay, there was 11 bales of hay, and he was one bale of hay, so there's 12. 11 bales of hay bowed down to the one bale of hay. He told his brothers this dream, and they got very angry at him and said, you think we're going to bow down to you. And they sold him into slavery. Fast forward in the story. Uh, at the end of his life, Joseph ends up being second to the Pharaoh. And now Israel is in famine. And they come to Egypt, and they're saying, we need help, we need help. And Joseph's family finds him there. They're like, we sold you into slavery. What did you do? But he was just had the favor of God. And they ended up bowing down to him and saying, help us eat. Help us not die. And he extended his hand and he said, absolutely, I will do that. But when he shared the dream to his family, it wasn't an encouragement. It wasn't a hope of when famine came. He didn't know any of that. All he knew was what God had told him. I want to encourage you tonight, if there's things in your life that God has told you big dreams of starting a business, of writing a book, of being in ministry. If there's big dreams on your heart, and maybe you've told some people, and they've said, no, you're crazy. Don't be discouraged by it. Do not be discouraged by it, because God is faithful, and he's told it to you, then it will come to pass. You're not crazy. The fourth and final thing, the band can come back out. Sorry, guys, I'm rushing you. Um... The fourth and final thing, and I actually thought this was really interesting because when I first read this, I didn't think anything about it. But they tell her, you're crazy, they told her. But she kept insisting that it was true. Then they said, it's his angel. So basically at this time in Jewish culture, what they were really saying is it's a lookalike of Peter. What they believed at that time was that your guardian angel resembled you. So it spoke like you, it looked like you, it talked like you. It basically was you in an angel form. And so what they were telling her was, that's not Peter, that's just something that looks like Peter. And because you didn't see it, we don't believe you. But I want to encourage you tonight that when God makes a promise and when you pray about something and God fulfills it, when you pray and you hear a knock at the door saying, hey, it's me, hey, it's that job opportunity, know that it is not a shadow of it, that it is what God has promised. It may not come at the time you want it to come. It may not look like exactly what you want it to look like, but it's going to be all that God has promised you. And um, this one really hit home for me because I remember when I first felt called into ministry. Uh, I actually went to JU and got a business degree. And it was during that time that I felt called into ministry. 
And I'll never forget when I started telling people, gosh, I really feel called to be like a pastor. Like I really feel called to, to do that. And people started telling me, really? You think you're called to be a pastor? Do you think maybe God's just telling you that you're called to do ministry and business? Do you think maybe God's just telling you that you're maybe called to, to start a company that reaches out as a nonprofit? Because I was in business school. And I remember getting really discouraged by it because I kept feeling like, but, I, but God told me that. But I remember God told, God told me that, that that's, that's knocking at my door. What's cool, uh, I stopped really talking about it, to be honest. I really stopped telling people that I had that desire or that dream. And they would ask me, well, what, you know, what do you feel called to do when I started working at the church? What do you feel called to do? I don't know. I'm just going to see when in my heart I knew what I felt called to do. But I waited and I understood, you know what, God, I'm going to let you bring this to fruition. I'm going to let you walk this out with me. And I'm going to let you show me the full clarity and vision of this. And so I kept praying. I kept writing messages. I kept practicing. All of those things, all while I was standing in that booth back there and running a service. And so I want to encourage you tonight. Some of you may feel like God has put a dream on your heart and maybe the enemy or a friend or a parent or a coworker or a teacher has told you, no, you'll never do that. Maybe it looks like this, but it's not that. I want to encourage you, it is exactly what God told you it is. Even while maybe the door is still opening, maybe it isn't fully open and you have walked through it yet, but while it is still opening, that opportunity is still yours. Be faithful in the middle. Why don't we go ahead and stand to our feet? And the last thing I want to say about this topic, about opportunity, is that the greatest opportunity you'll ever have is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And like we saw in Revelation, he is a gentleman and he does not barge into your life and say, I'm here now. You came to a church service, so you're mine. He knocks at the door and he waits. And he's just waiting. And so I want to encourage you, if you feel like there's more, if you feel like there's more to life that you haven't experienced, if you feel like there's something in your heart that craves a greater opportunity, that opportunity is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so tonight, if that is you, it's not even for me, it's for Jesus. Just turn your hearts towards him. I'm not even gonna make you raise your hand because this is your moment to answer the door. You know it's you. Come on, Sub 30, would you pray with me? God, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to experience your mercy, to experience your grace, to open the door to unmerited favor. God, I pray for the opportunities that are, that are here in this room, Lord. I pray for the person who is confused, God. I pray that you'd bring clarity to them, God. I pray for the person who needs to begin praying about something, Father God. I pray that you would just build their faith, Lord, to pray about it. God, I pray for the people in the room tonight who need to begin talking to others about what is on their heart, God, and begin to praying in circles of believers about what is God gonna do. God, we thank you for the opportunities that you give us. Lord, I pray that your knocking would be loud this week, Father God, that we would know, God, what door it is for us to open. God, that your knocking would be so loud. And Jesus, I pray for the person tonight who accepted Jesus into their heart for the first time. 
Lord, we thank you that you are so gracious that you stand and wait forever until we answer that door. And when we finally do, you could not be more excited or more happy to be with your child. So come on, Sub 30. We're gonna worship tonight. And we got a few more songs to go. And I would just encourage you, this is an opportunity, knocking at your door to meet with God. So maybe for you, you wanna come down to the altar for the first time and experience what it's like to meet with God at an altar. Or maybe you wanna raise your hands for the first time tonight. I would just encourage you to take the next step in whatever God is pressing on your heart. And I know that there is so much potential and opportunity expressed in this room that God is gonna move powerfully and that that knocking is gonna become so loud that you can't ignore it. So come on, let's worship together. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.